one guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My special guest today, I'm delighted to say, is weather presenter for BBC Wales Today and Radio Wales broadcaster, Benaz Acker. We'll hear from Benaz and talk about her musical choices, life and career after her first choice, which is from old Blue Eyes himself, Frank Sinatra. You riding high in April, shot down in May. Andrew, it doesn't get better than that, it does, does it? Does it? What no. a lovely way to start the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm very well, thank you. It's lovely to meet you. It's really nice to be here. Welcome to Music Was My First Love. Tell me about your first choice, Frank Sinatra, That's Life. My dad is a huge fan of all the Hollywood movies back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And I remember as a young child, him always playing Frank Sinatra. So it's one of the first things that I used to hear him playing on on the record player in Iran, believe it or not. We were listening to Tom Jones and Frank Sinatra (laughs) all the time. Uh, So I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to think back when I was very young, what was the first music I heard? It was Frank Sinatra. And then the first music video I saw was Michael Jackson's, hence why my huge love for Michael Jackson, which is coming up yeah. later on in my list. That's uh, um, two of the greats of the genres that they're in, really. Yes, I think yeah. so. And I'm an 80s child, and so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. 1984 was Thriller, and uh, that's the first video I saw, and it blew my mind. Well, that's a start. Yeah. I think the first video <laughs> I remember was Bohemian Rhapsody. So. Which was the first video ever made, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic as well. Um, you came to Wales, particularly Swansea, in 1990, when you were 10. Why did your parents choose the UK and Wales in particular? So my sister, who is a lot older than me, about 14, 15 years older, she came to the UK to study and she got married and she moved to Swansea with her husband where he was at university. When the war kind of kicked off in Iran, Mm. my parents were like, oh, I think we need to leave. It's not very safe, especially for me and my sister who were quite young at the time and a bit was scared and unhappy. And was it easy to leave? We went to Pakistan because there was no British embassy in Iran and we got a visa in Pakistan and flew out. That must have been uh, very difficult but impressive that you didn't speak a word of English and then you're able to pick it up. Do you know, it's a lot easier when you're in the environment, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if I try to learn Chinese now living in Cardiff, it's really difficult. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but if I go and live in China, being older, it's harder. When you're younger, you just sponge things up, don't you? Yeah. I'd say it took me um, six months to be able to full-on have a conversation, understand everything. Grammar was terrible, yeah. but I, I got by and it was it was... All down to the kindness of my teachers and the amazing friends I had in Swansea who were so patient with me. Tell me about uh, Guns N' Roses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you know your parents and your older brothers and sisters really influence your taste in music. I'm the youngest of three. Well, you probably understand where I'm coming from. So when I was 10 and I moved here, my brother came to visit us. He was in Sweden at the time. He was a huge fan of Guns N' Roses and heavy metal. So he introduced me to Metallica and Guns N' Roses and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I loved Axel Rose. I, th- I thought he was the most beautiful man on earth. <laughs> so I became a huge fan of Guns N' Roses, and hence why I chose um, Sweet Child of Mine. You arrive in Swansea at age 10. Yes. Uh, no English at all, and in the next 10 years, gain a BA in Communication Studies from the University of Glamorgan, followed by a post-grad diploma in Broadcasting Journalism yes. from Cardiff. Heck of an achievement when you look back. Well, 
There were a lot of nice people along the way who helped me there, to be yeah. honest. And th- th- I remember those people all the time, like mentors in school, yeah. teachers. But I guess inside me, there's always been this determined person that I can do anything. And I'm, I'm still yeah. that way as well. As, as I set you off there, I've wanted to do this since I was 16 and here I am. And look, and you're breezing it. You're Thank brilliant. You. And the other one is if you listen to Deacon Blue's Dignity. Yes. Um, he started off saving his money for a dinghy and he ended up with a ship. Where did your interest in journalism come from? I'm always interested in people and I'm interested in people's stories. I always like a good chat. So when I go into work in the mornings, I get in at like five o'clock. First of all, I have a full on conversation with the security guards, then the cleaners. It takes me about five, ten minutes to get to my office (laughs) and it's like five o'clock in the morning. I know everything about them and they know everything about me. So I love a good chat. And journalism is about that. It's about speaking to people, finding out what's upsetting them Mm. and sharing it with the rest of the world or what's making them happy. I do like a happy news story as well. Tell me about change from Lisa Stansfield. When we first moved from Iran, we lived in this house, 756 Carmarthen Road in Swansea, okay? Never forget the house number. You don't, do you? 756 Carmarthen Road was a tiny two-bedroom house. Me, my mum, my dad, my sister, my other sister, we all lived in this house. We were all crammed in. And we used to always listen to Lisa Stansfield and being around the world and change, all these wonderful songs. And very recently we got to see her as well. I surprised my dad and we went to see her and all the memories came back of the uncertain time in 1990 when we came here. We didn't know what was going to happen, what we were going to do. It was a big, big change. And hence why I chose this song, Lisa Sansfield, Change. Three times you applied internally for the role of weather presenting. Yes. Finally getting there in 2008. Yes. Was, and I know I keep going back to it, but was that persistence gained from that little 10-year-old who 18 years ago came over and, and didn't want to be here and couldn't speak the language? It's that. And also, I think, when you spent the first eight years of your life in a war-torn country and then you get to a country where everything's very stable, you're like, if I can get through that... This is easy. Walk in the park. Yeah. And I think also a lot of people think they want to do something. And then when they don't get to do it, they're like, oh, OK, I'll go and do something else. But when you're constantly saying, look, guys, this is what we're, I'm really passionate. This is what I really want to do. I think the bosses after a while realize, OK, if this person's got this amount of passion about the weather, they're going to do it and they're going to do it well. They're going yeah. to put their heart and soul into it. It doesn't matter that they haven't studied meteorology, for example, if that was the case. And it didn't come easy. When I got the job, I thought, oh, how am I going to do this? I got into panic mode after I got the job. Yeah. How am I going to do it? What have I done? And there was so much self-doubt. There was so much crying. There was yeah. a lot of tears. And then I started it and it was so uncomfortable. But, you know, my boss in London just said, look, two summers, two winters. You know what you're talking about. Just keep your head down. Keep it simple. Mm until you know what is what, and then start to go into detail. And where did the weather interest come from, or was it just about getting on that side of the camera? I I obviously trained to be a journalist, and my feeling was that I find the news quite negative and upsetting. Mm. And I was like, I really want to work within news, but I don't want to do news. And then I thought weather is still relaying information to people. And I know it's not always a great story to tell because it's always (laughs) raining. But I just find it just a bit, it suits my personality more. I like to be happy and fluffy and sweet. (laughs) I don't want to be serious. Good morning and talk about 
awful things that are happening. No. Now, the late, great, and much missed George Michael and your next choice, Carol Whisper. Do you know what? This song is our family song. Right. Whenever I hear it, it just brings tears to my eyes. I don't even know why. Actually, I do know why. My mum and dad had a terrible accident in Iran five years ago and they were in the hospital. And this song came on the radio and I cried so much because I couldn't go and see them. When we were younger, again, my older sister, Vicky, she played George Michael and Wham! all the time. And she would take me to 80s nights when I came old enough to go out. And it was always Wham! and George Michael. And I think this, by far, is the best George Michael song. And I don't know whether it was this one or the Christmas one that he wrote in about 15 minutes on the loo. Uh, <laughs> the talent. Don't know that one. <laughs> I, I think it, it was either this one or Last Christmas. There isn't surely anyone on this planet who, lo- who doesn't love this song. No. Enjoying this. Good. It's so nice to have a show where all the songs I like <laughs> plays for about half an hour. Banners, I think everyone that loves music has at least one favourite Michael Jackson song. Yes. So why a cover and why the Bill Withers cover in Essential, which I hadn't heard before? This is the thing. Michael Jackson, everyone knows the songs, everyone loves his music. But this song, I chose it because not many people play this song yeah. or know this song. It's beautiful. It's him when he was a little boy, yeah. so it's his lovely voice. Plus, my other half, when he, I used to, when he used to live in Surrey and I used to come back um, to Cardiff every Sunday, he used to sing oh. that song to me. <laughs> I don't think he was singing the Michael Jackson version, <laughs> but I thought, I just want the listeners to hear this one because it's absolutely beautiful and it's a no sunshine by Michael Jackson, who I was very blessed to see in 1992 yes, I in saw Cardiff well. Arms Park. Is that where you were? Uh, Cardiff Broad and Bread. I went all the way to London to see him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back to my university days. So 1998, uh, my parents dropped me off in Treforest to the University of Glamorgan. And um, it's the first time I've been away from my parents. Very sad. I've got some wonderful friends. And then they introduced me to Massive Attack. And I'm like, goodness me. (laughs) Very happy times for me with me and my friends at university. And also, we were teenagers at the time. We were a little bit unstable. So we used to listen to quite a bit of Alanez Morissette as well. Yes. Which is my next track. You ought to know my very angry teenage moments of playing this music out loud well it's interesting because i when you say angry moments i bought the album this track comes from yes and i even to this day i think it's full of angst yes she doesn't strike me as very happy when she made no she wasn't so if you've got a moment where you feel like you need to scream about and get rid of all the anxiety inside you this song is perfect for it you ought to know Was there always music at home? Always music at home. My dad has a radio in the shower. There's one in his room that's always on. There's always one in the hallway. So um, he still listens to Radio 1 at 74. He will kill me, wow. kill me for telling you how old he is. And so with him, I've, I'm very similar. I get in the car, I put the music on, I get at home. There's always noise in my house. And are you, you've got siblings. Are you, where do you fit? Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest, So yeah. like me with two older brothers, you would have picked up music texts from them. That's the thing, yes. I mean, that what Alan Esmara said, it was like university influence. But all the music before that with Frank Sinatra, Lisa Stanton, Michael 
Jackson, George Michael was my older brother and sisters who were like 13, 14 years older who kind of knew music and were influencing us from age zero. Is it true that you once blessed the residents of Bangor by forecasting 99 degrees? <laughs> Minus 99. Was it my? Oh, maybe I misread it. <laughs> I was in the Daily Mail. Yeah, so one morning, obviously you're half asleep, you're doing a forecast, uh-huh. and um, I uploaded my show but didn't run through the show. And then I did the weather, and there was a problem with the computer. I hadn't put that temperature in, but the computer had done it, and it was showing minus 99. <laughs> well spotted, I forgot about that. That was many moons ago. So the lesson there was run through the show once before you yep. go ahead and start recording or doing a live forecast because minus 99s can crop up. <laughs> yes. And the other thing I wanted to ask, I read that you get a bit of bad or a bit of grief from weather geeks. About? About, oh, we, how can I put it? We can't have somebody looking so glamorous doing the weather. <laughs> that was many moons ago. I think it took a bit of time for people to get used to me. And I think sometimes people don't pay attention to what I'm saying. Or generally, I think ladies get a tougher ride, even yeah. like Carol Kirkwood or other yeah. female presenters. Whenever you're doing something, everyone's concerned about your hair, your dress, mm-hmm. your this, your that. For the males, it's just a suit, isn't it? Yeah. So that everyone listens to the forecast. Yeah. But often people... St- to this day, say to me, I don't know what the weather is. I was too busy listening, looking at what you were wearing. Can you tell me on Saturday, I'm going to climb Snowdon, what is happening? A couple of Welsh bands next. Yes. Uh, first up, tell me about Catatonia. So, university days again, I, I lived with a couple of my friends and um, we lived with some rugby boys who were big into rugby, who got us into rugby. We started watching rugby and some of my friends even started playing it. And at the time, 98, 99, um, Catatonia were pretty massive. Mm-hmm. So Catatonia is my next artist that I want to play for you guys. So to this day, um, in the weather office, I normally work with the Radio Cymru presenters. And so when we have a moment where there's some really bad news happening, we're like, let's turn off the news and let's play some music. So I play one, they play one, I play one, they play one. This is what we play. Sounds like a great place to work. Oh, it's wonderful. (laughs) So we have a cup of tea in between forecasts if it's a quiet, non-snow day, and we'll play a song. So whenever I feel like the tensions are going up, I don't know, there's something fluffy and wonderful about Catatonia, dead from the waist down, when we play it, we always say make hay not war and I, I, know, I don't know if that was, that's what she means but I just want to tell the world you know start making some hay and stop warring with each other and stop the being against each other sound like John Lennon <laughs> yeah it does a bit doesn't it yeah that's another another one. oh I should have had that on my list yes imagine all the people yes we do sometimes play that one as well so yeah it, this is a song that always gets played when we're having discussions about politics and it gets a bit heated I'm like guys let's have a bit of catatonia dead from the waist down <laughs> doing this and I've said to you off air that I've wanted to do it since I was 16 there, there sounds to me that there is a desire for somebody to say here come and do your own regular show because you do cover work for Radio Wales. Yeah so I, I did my own radio show uh, last summer and the summer before and the first time I was asked to do it and I had to do a um, like a test one and I was thinking oh, I'll, I'll never be able to do this as wonderful it is to have your own show and mm. to be able to talk to whoever you want your interests, your music But you know what? As soon as I put the fader up, I knew I could do it. And I enjoyed every second of it. And every single show I've done has been such an amazing journey. 
But yeah, at the moment, obviously, they've made a lot of changes on Radio Wales. There's a lot of new presenters, so they're not making any more changes. I'm just kind of doing cover in the background with the view that in a few years' time, if somebody decides that they want to go and do something else, they would consider me. I would love to do my own show one day on Radio Wales or... Any other radio? Well, I'll have you. Well, yes. we'll always have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For your penultimate choice, another Welsh band. And with respect to the Manics, arguably the biggest Welsh band around at the moment, the Stereophonics, are you a fan of the track or them or both? I love the track. I love them. Again, with the university days, going to the rugby matches, there was a huge association between the Stereophonics and the songs they used to sing. And we used to have after the games and singing around. It just always reminds me of being with my friends at university and singing our hearts out. Um, we went to the Morpher Stadium to see them yeah. when they played. And I think they have did another concert there recently. And it was, it was just such a happy time with my university friends. Such a careless time. It was wonderful. And I've once um, had the pleasure of serving dinner at the BAFTAs to the Stereophonics. And it was oh, like a big moment yeah. when I was like 19 years old, <laughs> serving food to Kelly. Um, but yeah. Oh, you're becoming all starry <laughs> <laughs> it was such a big deal then, but I'm sure if I met them now, I'd just be like, hey, Kelly, how you doing? <laughs> you know, when you're a teenager, yeah. everything seems like a bit of a big deal. Yeah. So I just I just loved them when I was um, 18, 19 years old, um, just being carefree and having a wonderful time with my friends. And uh, this is one of my favorite songs by the Stereophonics, Maybe Tomorrow. If I was choosing my 10 favourite albums, then yes. Sting's 10 Seminars Tales would, without any hesitation, be top five, maybe oh. even top three. Um, and I'm delighted that your final choice of 10 for the album, you've chosen Shape of My Heart. It's such a beautiful work of art, isn't it? Yeah. I absolutely love Sting. He is my ultimate, ultimate go-to. If I just want to chill and put something in the background that makes me feel good, Sting is it. And Shape of My Heart has to be my top three favourite song ever. Yeah. Apart from having to wake up at 4.15am for breakfast broadcasts, you strike me as a very happy person, especially professionally. And if national TV came knocking at your door... About um, three years ago, I went to London for a summer and I did the weather for the news channel and I did the Victoria Derbyshire show, which was a a really great experience. But goodness me, it was hard work. I had to commute an hour to work at five o'clock for a five o'clock start so I was waking up at three and driving for an hour and getting into work it was really tough and I just made me really appreciate my life in Cardiff (laughs) when I'm five minutes away from work and I literally wake up half an hour before I need to be in work so um national weather no just due to the shifts national maybe presenting something else I would definitely think about it if it's a, a good hour of the day but well yeah but you are, in fact, you and I were, were corresponding when we set this show up, and I was trying to tell you that putting ten songs together was harder than getting up at half past four. You said no. <laughs> it, I could have had another ten songs, to be honest. Yeah, I could have had another, another ten songs easily, but I just associated all the songs to my memories of the past and tried to share a little bit with you of, you know, my past, and I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming. Thank you, in. Andrew. Thank you. That's not the shame. Shape of my heart. 
You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where TV and radio broadcaster Benaz Aga has been choosing ten of her favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when I'll be joined by another guest to choose their ten favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. Future.